KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. What's up? Oh my gosh, they did it again! They won another road game. The last time that Madison Morris and me, being Brady Trantham, were in studio doing the postgame show, the Thunder defeated the Phoenix Suns. That was the last time that they were on the road. Well, that guess was a what? hot minute. Guess what? They did it again. They did it again! They have now tied a franchise record for eight consecutive road victories. They won the Super Bowl, right? Madison, they did! Madison. Give them rings. This was a weird game. Yeah. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into Zion Williamson. Oh my goodness, 32 points. Why? Wow, he's so good. What a guy. He's so hot right now. Danilo Gallinari had a great game. Chris Paul was... Two rebounds away from a triple-double. SGA, Dennis Schroeder, nice games. But my goodness, how is this team so good on the road, Madison? Go! Well, uh, the fact that they did win this game, I'm actually really proud of them just because it didn't look like it was going to be that kind of a game at first. And I know I say this about a lot of the games that have happened over the past couple of weeks, but that's just because the Thunder have not exactly been playing up to par. They haven't really looked that dominant out there, but I'm not going to lie. I want to give a lot of credit to them because they looked very dominant on offense tonight. I thought they played super well. Um, I thought that they played with a lot of agility and they played really smart out there. And obviously New Orleans had a lot of answers for what the Thunder were putting up. But here's the thing. Oklahoma City, they looked good. It looks like, you know, they didn't look fatigued like I kind of expected them to. Like Brady said, this is the first, or sorry, the last game before All-Star break. And I have expected them to come in and kind of blow this game just like they did against, uh, yeah, San Antonio a couple of nights ago. And so uh, really proud of them for getting this road win. It looked really good. I think that they are very well deserving of a break now. Yes, Oklahoma City defeats the New Orleans Pelicans 123-118. to And uh, like I said, kind of a weird game. It was... Uh, first half, neither team wanted to miss. I think both teams were shooting like north of 52%. And it was I'm like, okay, at some point someone's going to cool down. I thought it was going to be the Thunder. I even put that on Twitter. And now I look like a fool. Sad. But yeah, it is sad. By it's the okay. way, we are Madison and I are graced by the presence of Ryan Chapman. Hi, friends. Hello. Hello. And Christine Butterfield, who's looking at her phone. And I was actually just looking at you tweeting that we were on right now. So <laughs> she's like, "Oh, we're on the air now." <laughs> just got I, I don't just got the you. notification that I should talk. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. We've got the full brunt of the franchise Thunder crew. coverage here, and you're going to need it because this is going to be the last time you're going to hear Thunder franchise coverage in a post game setting in a while because the All Star break's coming up. Yes. We made it, everybody. We did it. We did it, what, two-thirds of the way through the season-ish? Gosh, I can't believe it. Finally. I cannot believe it. I am so glad. No, uh, it's funny. This time last year, the Thunder played their final game uh, prior to the All-Star break against New Orleans in a game where the Thunder lost against, I think that was Anthony Davis's last game that he played yeah. as a Pelican. Which, okay, that means, obviously, that Pelicans team is a little bit better because Anthony Davis is really good. But we all know how, mu- how much of a disaster and a debacle that season was last year for New Orleans. But that was so indicative of what that Thunder team was. They would go on the road and beat Golden State and beat Boston, beat all these good teams. And then they play New Orleans and lose. Well, this team, riding a two-game losing streak, had all the makings to just say, you know what, let's go to the All-Star break. Let's just call it what it is. Mm -hmm. Done good so far. Let's just go home. 
regroup after the All-Star break. Nope. They didn't want to get it to a three-game losing streak. They've only had that once this year. And uh, winning on the road, no matter who it's against, Madison, in the NBA, it's a good thing. It is a good thing because every road game is going to pose a big challenge for this team. Uh, It's going to pose a big challenge for every team just because, yeah, New Orleans, they haven't had the same kind of season Oklahoma City has had, but they're still a good team. They have a lot of good talent. Obviously, they had Zion Williamson out there who, like Brady said, he scored 32 tonight. Guys like Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, J.J. Redick, they were out there cooking tonight. Uh, This this team's not that bad of a New Orleans team, and they've been able to prove that over the past, like, month or so. And so, honestly, I I didn't know what to expect with this Thunder team traveling down there because we've seen it in the past, regardless of who's on the roster. The Thunder, once it gets to all-star break, it's kind of like, all right, it's time for a break. It's time to pump the brakes a little bit. And uh, that's not at all what they did because obviously guys like Gallo and Steven Adams and Chris Paul, especially Dennis Schroeder, had his kind of night that he's used to having. These guys looked good. They looked energized. And I think that's a great way to go out because there's no telling what's going to happen when they do come back from all-star break. It's kind of been like a trend over the past few years. And so why not go out with a bang? Why not go out with a bang? Why not? Uh, Mr. Chapman, you're sitting right. You just keep staring at me. So it sounds hey. like it looks like you want to say something. I, I, leadership matters, guys. No. This, does this, it? Does it? It does. This is a team that its leader, Chris Paul, is not going to allow this team to sit and be complacent. You saw almost the pain in his eyes after the Boston game. They kind of blew that one down the stretch when SGA had a great opportunity and Marcus Smart got the steal. Same thing with the Spurs, and this is a team that came out, looked like they had uh, great intent to set set this thing back straight before the All-Star break. And, and in years past, you've had a leader that I think was more concerned about what he was doing than what the team was doing, and, and that allowed for complacency to set in on the road, like you say, against some of the bottom-tier teams. And tonight, I also think that Zion Williamson kind of worked against the Pelicans initially because his intense physicality force the thunder to be on very it. intense yes force the thunder to be on it from the jump so i think that zion really set the tone and and oklahoma city matched the energy and, and this is what you just see out of this team with great leadership yeah zion 32 points he's averaging 27 and 7 he's lighting the world on fire it's it's not even fair we saw a handful of possessions where it's like the thunder it's like you know what this is this guy's a freak there's, there's nothing we can do but that's so true you know the thing that i was worried about is were they going to be able to keep going to that? And fortunately for the Thunder, they were able to just keep scoring. Nil Gallinari, uh, 29 points, 12 of 18 from the floor. Nice. Just so efficient, so cool. What a guy. Chris Paul, like I said, two rebounds away from a triple-double. Jiggles Alexander, 17 points. Dennis Schroeder bounced, had a good bounce-back game with 22 points. Mike Muscala, 10 points off the bench. Yeah, he did. I mean, musky time. Musky time. No, I mean, Christine, I'll, I'll let you jump on on this one real quick before we get to the Thunder player of the game, even though I listed everybody that had a, a game worth a damn. But, um, again, like, I don't know about you. Like, I had the sense in the first half that somebody was just going to start missing shots, and then it was going to snowball from there. It really didn't. The Thunder took control the end of the second quarter, um, right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, they had about a nine, ten point lead. New Orleans was always able to come back. I mean, it just goes to show you, like, even like the Thunder, six seed, seventh seed, and the Pelicans are fighting to get into the eight spot. They're about four and a half, five games back now, the eight spot. Just goes to show you how talented everybody is, especially with New Orleans getting Zion back. It's really exciting to see the Thunder team continue to do well because you have multiple players on their team that can step up and make points down the stretch when other teams I don't think have that depth that the Thunder have, which obviously wasn't expected in the beginning of the season. And now you're looking at them, and like you said, you know, Shea had 17, 
Gallinari had 29. Chris Paul only had 14, but he was two away from getting a triple-double. And Dennis Schroeder came out, had 22. Like, you see multiple guys on their team being able to step up, put points away, and just continue to grow the lead for the Thunder. And I think that's why they didn't end up coming down down the stretch. Yeah, um, it, it was certainly needed, especially with Dennis Schroeder, because you go back to that game the other night against San Antonio, the Thunder lost. They were awful at the rim. And when the Thunder are going to be awful at the rim, the culprits to that are going to be Dennis Schroeder. They're going to be SGA and Steven Adams. As those guys take the most shots at the rim. Chris Paul does most of his damage from the perimeter and from the mid-range. Everybody else about the same. Dennis Schroeder had an awful game against San Antonio. He didn't really get going until late in the third quarter after he got fouled on a three-point play. And he only finished with 14 points. So, again, it goes to show you just how valuable Dennis Schroeder's production is, Madison. I mean, yeah. he's a budding six-man-of-the-year candidate for a reason. It's not just because we cover the Thunder every day and we're thinking, who's their best bench player? Dennis yeah. Schroeder, okay, he's a six-man-of-the-year. No, people around the league are saying that. You yeah. saw a lot of that tonight. No, for sure. And I think that's so great for Dennis because I think we've been a little low on him the past couple of weeks. He hasn't been the same player that he was at the beginning of the season. And uh, I know a few of us have talked about that on different radio spots. It's just kind of been a trending thing here in Oklahoma City is that Dennis has kind of taken a little bit of a dip, but I think he came back out of that tonight because he shot really well. He was making good plays. He was generating turnovers for, I mean, obviously New Orleans, they could not take care of the ball at all tonight. And so we'll get to that a little bit later. But yeah, Dennis, he just, he looked like his old self tonight. He was very passionate about the sport. He was out there kind of arguing calls. He looked very energized and just very, uh, just very vital to the team tonight. And so very German. Very German, yeah. <laughs> no, I just like, I was really happy that Dennis was able to get that kind of night back because I don't want people to be losing confidence in his six man of the year opportunities and just like how valuable he is to this Thunder team because that's exactly what he is he's making good plays he's shooting the ball well and uh he's just the most excuse me the most valuable person to come off the bench for Oklahoma City right now and uh sorry Muskie but Dennis is hey Muskie four four from the floor yeah he was this is a valuable effort because again the Thunder were in danger and we'll get into this a little bit later, um, a little bit more in depth, but I do. it is important because this is the theme of this game coming into it. You know, they lose two in a row. The games before that, Cleveland and Detroit, bad teams in Oklahoma City after having four days off. They get the victories. That's the important thing. But, man, did they suck. Those games were boring to watch. And you're thinking, like, man, this Thunder team has been so consistent this year in beating those teams, you know, quite handily. You know, th- those teams that are worse than them, that's the sign of a good team is when you take care of business at home, on the road, against worse teams. And they have those two performances, followed by a home loss to Boston, but Boston's a title contender. You can kind of live with that. The Thunder still had their chance late to win that game anyway. Okay, whatever. Then they drop that to San Antonio, and you're thinking, if they lose to New Orleans and then walk into the All-Star break, is this a, is this a thing where we're like regressing to the mean here with the Thunder and that maybe they just caught fire in January and now they're coming back down to earth? But I truly believe... Beating this New Orleans team, who is technically worse than the Thunder, uh, maybe talent-wise that's a different story, especially with Zion added to the fold, but them taking care of business on the road right before the All-Star break really tells me that, no, it wasn't just them catching fire in January. Yeah, I I have a a theory on that, and I think that we talk about this January schedule that the Thunder had to endure where they had no more than one day off in between every game, and Thunder still were pushing through, still playing really well, and I think that that's one of those moments where Everyone just battened down the hatches and said, hey, this is a crappy schedule. This is our rough stretch. We need to get through it. Well, then they got those four days off, and I almost wonder if it finally caught up to them mentally that they're just, like, starting to feel 
the aches and the pains and that's and it got they got out of their flow and out of their rhythm so i'm interested to see on the other end of the all-star break other side of the all-star break they have some more games off if if they can lock back in and get back into their flow because i think that like you said this proves this game proves it wasn't just a regression to the mean it was just a funk they were in but i wonder if they're able to get back locked in and focused dealing with more time off i mean can you see the future yes okay well what's gonna happen are they gonna get out of the first round Devin Booker <laughs> is not going to perform at All-Star Sunday night, Yikes. unfortunately. Yikes. Don't and, cry about that. And Damian Lillard hopefully will drop a diss track on everyone that he despises in the league. That, oh. is, that is what God, my third I eye hope tells so. me. Which is everybody. But guys, ladies, gentlemen, we are burying the lead, absolutely. And everyone that's you know out in the road, driving safely, listening to the Franchise Thunder, not that show yet. That's on Saturday. That's on Saturday. The Thunder First Take Post Game Show. There you go. I've done it again. I've only done that this season, man. I do it every game, so it's fine. Well, that's okay. Every everybody that's driving safely out there listening to our show is going, talk about it, Brady. Talk about it. And guess what? It happened. It happened. <laughs> Steven Adams made a three-pointer. Yeah, he did. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. It wasn't just a three-pointer. It, it was a beyond-the-half-court launch, overhand, quarterback, first first pick in the NFL draft kind of quarterback throw, and it swished. Yeah, it was uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I actually fell out of my chair and then had a heart attack. Yeah, if, but then pa- came back if to Patrick life. Mahomes and Dan Marino had a child that could throw the football, it would be Stephen Adams. It would be Stephen Adams and with a basketball. New Zealand, yeah. And, and, and New Zealand. came from Middle Earth, it would be <laughs> Stephen Adams. He, yes, the end of the first half, Chris Paul dribbles around a defender, throws it back to Stephen Adams, who just casually throws it like a football it was fantastic from the logo at midcourt and it drains at the buzzer more importantly gives us the shimmy too and then he shimmy oh my goodness christine Please rank stop. rank steven adams is shimmy one out of six. Oh, it's gotta be gotta be a six point five. Oh yes it's gotta be up there i mean yes. like it was just like just like his size and just it was him because i don't feel like he gets that emotional and just for him to see like to see him have a moment like that was really fun. It has been gift to death, and rightfully so. It will live on Thank goodness. in Twitter, social media, lore. Guys, I, I have to be honest. I was a little disappointed that this is where Steven Adams' first three came from. I, I think I almost And not off of a set? I almost would have rathered it just be a, a routine. Billy Donovan drew up a play at the end of a meaningless game, and Steven Adams just pops in the corner and drains a three the conventional way. I kind of feel bad for Billy Donovan right now. He's probably standing up against the wall right now talking to the media, whoever went down there. So you're going to like run sets for Steven again? And he's going to be like, no. <laughs> no. 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 Never again. And then Steven, people are going to try to joke with him about it, and he's going to be like, yeah, I just do what I'm told. Tune in next <laughs> preseason. Yep. Madison and I were there. We were right in front of that. We were. It was a moment and in time. And I also fell out of my chair again. I know. She got a concussion. It's did, really sad. Did he shimmy after that one, too? Uh, he did not. No, he was Ooh. in the flow of a game. Sad. It was the very first shot of the game. Sad. No, give Tulsa what they want. By the way, this is 107.9 in Tulsa, if you're listening to us. Now is the time on the Sprockets, though, when we do the Thunder Player of the Game. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Okay, now we haven't talked. There's four of us. None of us can say the same one. Okay. Dim's the rules. I already have one. If you say the same one, then you have to walk the plank or something. And I'm going to go first because of that. <laughs> it's going to be Danilo Gallinari, not because of his efficiency, not because that he scored a lot, but because he wasn't a complete and utter mismatch 
mo- most of the time that he was paired up against Zion. A he wasn't. Bit. He wasn't primarily the primary defender of um, Zion Williamson. Zion did have 32 points. My gosh. My goodness. <laughs> He's a monster. He's so good. <laughs> run away. <laughs> run away. Show us on the doll where the bad man found it's, you. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, the thing was is Donnell didn't look, he wasn't a complete and utter deterrent on the floor. He was able to go. Um, Billy didn't have to scheme around that in any way, and he was able to be his efficient self on the offensive end, which if that's the case, because um, teams are going to go at Danilo Gallinari, whether it be later in the season or in the postseason. But as long as he gives effort on defense, which he does, as a smart basketball player, which he is, and then scores on the other end, you can play him as much. So Danilo, mm-hmm. player of the game. Um. Okay, so my player of the game is going to go to Muskie. And I know everybody's going to think, wow, that's so typical of Madison. However, I do have logic behind it, and I'm going to support that right now. So when Mike Muscala came in and dropped eight points just like that, that was a pretty crucial time in the game because I believe it was really neck and neck. I don't know if the Pelicans were ahead by like a couple or if the Thunder were ahead by a couple at that point. But Mike Muscala was a big key component in pulling the Thunder ahead for a bit. And yeah, it was still kind of a uh, back-and-forth teeter-tottery game for the remainder. But I thought that was a really big moment for him just because... You know, obviously people have been a little down on him all night and uh, or not all night, but pretty much all season. But when he comes in and has a performance like that, I think it kind of shows like, hey, he's still a valuable bench player. And Billy Donovan does still have confidence in this guy. And so I was really excited to see uh, Mike Muscala get some minutes in there. And they were nice. Yeah, he was huge when uh, Nerlens Noel just magically vanished from the game. Oh, yeah, that is true. Christine, you're going Ryan, you're last. Thank <laughs> um, I'm gonna say our man Steven Adams. I think he was big tonight. Um, obviously, he made the half court shot. Uh, he was he made a double double, but also he is just really good at being a role player. He got Shea Gildas Alexander out of a really bad situation where he drove to the lane and oh yeah, he saved. He kind of saved the drive. Yeah. 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 yeah, and Shea pooped his we all pants we all know Jerry Ramsey's probably watching that play and going, oh look at SGA, just give it. Oh. <laughs> They Dang it. it! It ended up being a positive. It play. was good. You know he Lived was yelling. Day. You know he was yelling. He's like, he is so lucky. Yeah. So I just think Stephen Adams is just such a strong pulse for the team, and so I think he did a good job tonight. There is nothing more satisfying than looking at this stat sheet and seeing Stephen Adams one of one, three point. <laughs> And you're like, whoa. I just like the 10 field goal opportunities he got. Five of 10, so the efficiency was there. Um, not to his normalcy, especially when he's around the rim, but he's he's slowly getting back to what we saw for like the last two months. But, uh, Mr. Ryan? <laughs> well, seeing as we've allowed role players to walk into the player of the game conversation with Mike Muscala, I'm going to go with Lou Dort yeah. from the clouds. In the third quarter, there was a stretch where it seemed like Lou Dort was popping on every single defensive possession he was immense when the thunder kind of stretched the lead out in the third quarter there and what i really liked was two of six seven points Lou Dort back to just taking his opportunities in the flow of the offense not being an offensive liability defensive stopper that's it's what every thunder fan has dreamed of since thabo cephalosha left so give me Lou Dort another start for Lou Dort we love Lou Dort around here we love Lou Dort big Dort's (laughs) <laughs> the cult big of, on the doors the cult of lou dort grows the thunder defeat new orleans 123 to 118 these are going to be two fun teams to look forward to over the next five six years i mean it might take the thunder a little bit longer to get there the pelicans obviously have a lot of their stuff already in house the thunder they've got a ton of draft picks over the next few years and who knows we thought they were going to suck this year maybe they won't be as bad when they have to trade off a chris paul or dylan gallinari who knows what this Who knows? Team, well, who knows? And this Pelicans team was without the resurgent 
Brandon Ingram tonight. Yes, he, that uh, is true. He missed the other nights, although the Pelicans were able to defeat uh, Damian Lillard's crying booty and uh, no. the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. He cried. He, they eliminated him from the All Star game. He cried in the car. Well, his groin wow. eliminated him. Like I don't know if anyone's ever hurt their groin, but my God, does it hurt? It is unfortunate. <laughs> Same reason that uh, SGA is in the All Star weekend. Uh, Derrick Rose also with that. Yeah, Derrick Rose doesn't need to be doing any of this stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't need to see his skills hmm. challenged like, anymore. This is like we already have enough nostalgia in the in the dunk contest with Aaron Gordon and Dwight Howard. We don't need to see Derrick Rose's old bones out there either. I don't want to watch the All Star game and, and just be nervous that I don't want someone to get hurt. <laughs> Please, Derrick, don't get hurt. No, 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 no. But yes, the Thunder defeat New Orleans one twenty three to one eighteen. You're stuck with us for another thirty minutes, everybody. Buckle up. Yay! <laughs> Yikes! No, 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 no. More, 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 more to come. We'll drive more into this game. Madison's going to take us around the association, and let me tell you, that could be a segment in and of itself. You need to a, buckle up for that. There's a lot to take Tons us around. To I, I really wish we could call Matt. Just have Matt call in. Hey, Matt, can you read the scores? Today? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Burton, wherever you are. We love you so much. You're listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in T-Town. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. One hundred seven point seven the franchise, one hundred seven nine the franchise in Tulsa. This is Brady Trantham, my hick accent on this here radio machine, coming to you live from the franchise studios in Oklahoma City, and I am joined by my partner in crime, as always in Thunder coverage, Miss Madison Morris, who's, Howdy. who's also double dutying. <laughs> <laughs> what Jesus. in the? He's, he said duty. <laughs> yes. Imbeciles. So, so gross. Yeah, she's also uh, producing because Matt Burton isn't here with us. He left us. Bye, Matt. <sighs> I, I have problems when people leave. I just can't. We know, know, Brady. I know. Yeah. Yeah, let's, well, let's keep the inside jokes on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to make it, and I said no. No, no, no. What were you going to say, Christine? Go right ahead. That's Christine Butterfield, by the way, and we're also joined by Ryan Chapman. Howdy. Hello. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Oh, no, no, no. Say it. The floor is yours. Please. As, am I allowed to? Of course. You're course. allowing me to make the inside joke. Oh, yeah. Yes. Go right ahead. Oh, just like Le- your wife. Poor, poor Brady. Yeah, Stephen Adams hit a three. Let's talk about happy things. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Jimmy for me. Wait, Brady, tell the listeners what you're doing dressing-wise for Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm wearing a T-shirt with... Special Agent Scully and Mulder on it. Nice. Because I loved the X-Files growing up. And, um, um, well, since I won't be doing anything on Valentine's Day, I need to at least highlight people that do like each other. You know what? If it makes you feel any better, I did add the X-Files to my uh, queue. Good. On the Everyone should watch the X-Files. It's so. the truth. The truth is out there. Everybody, the Thunder defeat the Pelicans, 123 to 118. Zion Williamson did his thing. 32 points, my goodness. Everybody run. Zion is coming. He's coming after us. I'm scared. We have nothing to do. Poor poor everyone who uh, intends on getting any foul calls in the lane. Oh, yeah. Zion, Zion looked like young LeBron just trucking through the lane. Good luck taking a charge on that one. But guess what? His 32 points did not matter because Danilo Gallinari showed up and was like, 
in a, in something in Italian that I don't know. And he grazie. Scored, and he scored twenty nine points. Grazie. Grazie. You know. Grazie. And then Dennis Schroeder is like, oh, they think you are very good. <laughs> no, you're nine. not. Nine. 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 Here comes my turn. Oh no. points. Oh my goodness. Oh yes, Madison. Yeah, no, you're and then, of course, very right though. And then Mike Muscala, who's growing a mullet right now. Yes, he is. Did his thing. So yes, he, he did. No, I feel like this game was really unique because I feel like a lot of like the whole team kind of contributed in a way because obviously guys like Nerlens Noel, he wasn't out, but then uh Steven Adams did his thing tonight. Muskie got some night or some minutes tonight. He played about nine minutes. Uh good for him on that because he played pretty well. He really picked it up, especially when it was a vital time. Abdul Nader came out and he made some plays. He was three of seven on the night, finished with eight points, and he had four rebounds. I thought he did pretty well out there. Uh Terrence Ferguson, he finally hit a shot, y'all. That wasn't a free throw. I, w- so Ferg is was back. Was his first point since he's this, been back? Yeah, yep. this was his first point since I want to say like January 13th. I saw a tweet on this. I'm not that smart. He's, I could have swore he had a bucket already, like since he came back, but I might be wrong. No, what? he was like completely flatlined throughout all those games where he first came back. Then he hit a free throw against, uh, I think it was against San Antonio. He did hit a free throw, so he had one point. Uh, but tonight he actually made a bucket. I mean, Terrence actually had one. Good, it was a three pointer. He had too. one great defensive possession against Zion. So shout out to you, Terrence Ferguson. Good the job, link Terrence. was there. Of course, Darius Baisley, second game that he's missed. He's going to miss at least the next four to six weeks uh, with a right knee bone bruise. And I thought that that would be a key loss tonight, considering he would have to probably go up against Zion a ton. We've talked about Zion a ton on this post game show already. We talked about him on the pregame show. It's hard not to. It is. But my goodness. Just like, because I, of like his presence in the NBA right now. No, I, I'm still shocked that the, like not that the Thunder won, but that they didn't allow that to be so one sided in terms yeah. of that matchup. Whether it was him uh, on Danilo, him on Nerlens Noel. Like Nerlens Noel had a terrible possession on him. Terrence Ferguson had a great possession on him. Stephen Adams. There was one possession where Zion threw him to the floor like he was a guard. <laughs> like get ready, yeah. everybody. And it wasn't even full head of steam. It was just a little, you know, stiff arm. Hey, create some space. And Steven yeah. Adams just goes flying. And you're just like, did did that just happen? We've never seen this happen to Steven Adams ever. And Zion just flicked him. Yeah, Dave Garrett in the pregame show talked about how he was pretty happy that this is the last time the Thunder have to see the Pelicans this year. And after seeing what Zion is capable of doing, Thunder fans, yes, you swept the Pelicans. Good job. Now move on. <laughs> Run away. Never go back. Never go back to the Crescent City. Yeah. No, no, no. It could have been worse. I mean, Christine, what'd you think about Zion? Oh, he's an absolute bulldozer. Like, it doesn't matter who's in front of him. He's getting to the rim. He's getting his shot. He doesn't... It's almost impossible to guard him. So I just think he was incredible tonight. I mean, you know, hitting above his career average or his season average uh which is his career average too yeah i was like it's all that's not really wrong right now but uh i just thought he did a really great job and props to the thunder for not allowing him to just take the game into his own hands yeah and just because he would have been along with gotten the fans involved and it would have been a whole big thing but they did a good job containing what they could no that's something that the thunder have done very well this year madison where like it seems like in years past they would let one player just bully them and yeah no not always physically but in terms of like Okay, they have a huge, you know, game scoring or a huge game on the glass. Mm-hmm. This team has been very good at just not allowing somebody to just go off on them. And, yeah. it, and in order for you to beat the Thunder, you're either flat out better than because you're the Lakers or the Clippers, you know, whatever. Right. Or you play so well 
and then the Thunder played poorly in some respect. Like against the Spurs, they were terrible at the rim in the first half. Against the Celtics, they were terrible in, in the important clutch moments, whereas yeah. the Celtics were their normal selves. So it takes it takes a high effort to beat this Thunder team. No, it really does. And I think that here's my hot take of the night. So everybody buckle up. So I think the difference is, is that this team right now, there's not a lot of like hot headedness out there. And I'm not going to like name drop anybody, but guys like. Shooter? No, Ryan. <laughs> No. Uh, so guys like Patrick Beverly and Ricky Rubio, they're not really an issue this year, especially guys for Steven Adams. Like, I don't know, anyone down low who presents such a challenge for him, that hasn't really been the case this season. And I think that's just because these guys are able to work more together as a unit. And uh, they really proved that out there tonight because, like Christine said, they could have easily let this become the Zion Williamson show. And in, in a way it did, but it didn't because... Obviously, Nola wasn't able to take the win. And so it's kind of like, you know, you can let a guy play as well as he can possibly play. But if you're still going to present good offensive efforts out there, if you're going to present like really good defense against this team and guys who are, yes, a bulldozer like Zion Williamson, you're going to put this team away with ease. And I think that they did that kind of there towards the end. You want me to take a hard pivot somewhere else real quick? Sure. I do want to give a little shout out to Abdul Nader. Yeah, I, I know. No, I'm just kidding. Go I ahead. Know. Papa Burton, wherever you're listening out there, I'm sorry. He's saying bad your, words. Your son isn't here to relay your messages of distaste and anger. <laughs> Rest assured, your opinion is greatly appreciated here on this show. But Abdul Nader did have a nice little game. Uh, eight points, three of seven from the floor. But I feel like when a player like that, that deep in your rotation, is able to hit some big buckets in some pretty meaningful moments, because I feel like every bucket he hit was right after a Pelican's bucket. So it's like in a back-and-forth game, if you're able to answer, and a guy that far down in your rotation is the guy that's able to answer, it opens up the floor for more opportunities for a Muscala, for a Dennis Schroeder, and then you climb up into your starters with uh, SGA, Chris Paul, and those guys. So it, it was a complete and utter team effort, and they needed it. It's, it's, it's good to get team efforts when you're going through a little bit of a slump like the Thunder have been doing over the last four games. And I'll even say the last four games, even though they were 2-2 two and two in those games. Yeah, um, Nader and Muscala both coming in. Like you said, the hole that Baisley kind of left. It, you saw against the Spurs, Billy Donovan was just throwing every lineup out there and just said, hey, please, someone t- take up the mantle and show me why you belong. We had Hamadou Diallo, Abdul Nader, Terrence Ferguson, Steven Adams, and Dennis Schroeder on the floor at one time. That was yeah. the weirdest lineup. That was fun. That was fun. Reminded me of uh, of uh, the Dark Knight when the Joker is just like, hey, we, we're having a little tryout. We've got one spot. Make it quick. <laughs> he just throws the lineup out there and says, one of you will survive. But Nader and Mascala both tonight, I thought, were immense in the minutes that they played. In, in the time of the game they came in, it was that third quarter where both of them, I feel like, really steadied the game for the Thunder, and then Mascala got hot and propelled them forward. When you have people that are going to be that deep in the rotation, like you said, come in and do that, it just speaks to how this team doesn't panic. They get into a game, something goes wrong, they're like, oh, okay, let's figure this out, let's go in at half, come out, play better like they did against the Spurs. And sometimes it almost seems like they struggle to deal with the success and they're not blowing people out. But it, it just speaks to, you know, like Madison said, obviously Patrick Patterson was just terrible for this locker room because him him leaving. It's a, yeah, that's exactly who I was talking about. He's just concerned with the movies. Exactly. He was. And the bikinis. Oh, no. What, what, what bikini <laughs> company are we talking about? That would about? be the Nude Swim Co. Uh, very, very vivid knowledge of the Nude Swim Co. over here with uh, Miss Daniela and whatever her name is, the other girl. Very, other, very vivid knowledge. Patrick's wife. We did get a confirmation, by the way, from our very own Matt Burton. Uh, we love you, Matt. 
He said, can confirm no anti-Nader text tonight. Yes. There you go. I'm happy for you, Matt. That's a big night. Apparently, Abdul played to Papa Burton's satisfaction. (laughs) It's all Yes, he approves. Yes. Well, that's the important thing. That's what we're all here to strive for. Uh, Yeah, we're going to, because the Around the Association thing is going to be super, super, super long, we're going to shove that into the next segment. Oh. Oh, yeah. Look out. Well, I mean, it is late. You know, it's the Thunder First Take postgame show after dark. It is. It's after 10 o'clock. This is past my bedtime. This is when things get weird. Yes. Madison is just busted out the goldfish. This is just now when things get weird? No, they got weird at like 930. Okay. And also listeners out there, please feel free to shoot us some questions on Twitter. Yeah, do it. Madison Morris, at Brady Does Sports, at Radio's Ryan, at CB on Sports. Correct. Boom. We're going to make Christine read all of them. Yes. Good. Christine will read all of them. You're listening to the Thunder First Take Postgame Show, where the Thunder defeat the Pelicans 123 to 118. Stick with us for the next segment on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Postgame Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. What in the name of goodness is this? This is that song that's like, taste, 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 taste. Taste what? Taste the thunder victory. Oh, that is you how. You get it? That is you how get you it? do it in this business, everybody. Well done. Yeah. That That's it. That's the money. I didn't really care what it was. I was feeling it. I was like, all right. You guys have never heard this song? It's by no, Tyga. I have. Oh, okay. Christine has. By who? Tyga. Tyga. And that would be why I've never heard this song before. Yeah. Oh, because it's not EDM, Ryan. I'm sorry. I swore off Tyga years ago. Why? Because he's terrible at producing music. I mean, yeah, but... Isn't he EDM mainly. also terrible at producing music? He produced music? a banger yeah, with that taste song. Music. Producing sound effects. Yeah. That's, that's dubstep. Oh, Subsect yeah. of EDM, but I swear off dubstep as well. Yes. I don't know that what is, any of this that means. That is robot sex, and we do not support that. I guess... You know, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. The Thunder defeat the Pelicans 123 to 118. Madison Morris... I am always with. She is also producing because Matt Burton was too busy or too cool for us. I don't know. All of the above. Also joined by our fellow Thunder coveragers here at 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa, Mr. Ryan Chapman and Miss Christine Butterfield. Good to be here. Um, Christine, Speak that is a cool name, I must say. It's a very cool name. It is cool. Ryan, <laughs> that is a... a um, it's a name. It, it's a name. <laughs> it's, it's, about, it's a very basic first name very basic last name it's unfortunate but uh we, we did have to question christine on on the where majestic, the butterfields yeah. are located yes. Here, let's just say this if um if i was dating somebody with the last name butterfield i would think twice about maybe i want to change my last name because that's just that's just damn cool that yep. is cool buttery field B- brady butterfield yeah I've never <laughs> changed it. oh my gosh that's so cool. to, that actually Anchorman that sounds four. good at your service <laughs> yeah that's actually four. good no i mean that's the only thing i'll do good tonight everybody anyway Aww. We skipped it on the last one. Madison, this is going to be a minute. Everybody, apologies out there. It's a radio show, so yeah. we're here to entertain you for a period of time, and this will certainly do it. Madison, take us around the association. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right, I'm going to do the best that I possibly can to Get live up water. to live up to the hype of Matt Burton, who is not here with us tonight. He's in a better place slash home in Yukon. So the only other game tonight, ladies and gentlemen, was the Celtics versus the Clippers, and it 
took two overtimes to get past this puppy. But the Celtics came out victorious on their home court, defeating the Clippers 141 to 133. Game leaders of this included Lou Williams for the Clippers. He had 35 points on 14 of 32 shooting. And Jason Tatum had 37 points on 13 of 21. Uh, let's see. Gordon Hayward, he was the rebounder of the night. He had 12 rebounds. And then I never say this guy's name right. Is it Mon- Montre- Mont- Montrez Harrell? Montrez Harrell. Yeah. I always want to say Montrezl. The uh, the L and the J are silent. Montrez. The J is non-existent. <laughs> the Z is non-existent. Ha. So Montrez Harrell, he had 12 rebounds. Six of them were offensive. The other six were defensive rebounds. Good for him. Lou Williams was the assist leader of the night for the Clippers at eight. And Kemba Walker, he led the way in assists with seven for the Celtics. And that's it. That's around your association. Man, that's that, literally it. Gosh. Because everybody else is, is it, already on vacation. I'm is it tomorrow already? Goodness. Oh, I know. I'm exhausted. Did you guys have a good nap? Yes. Pretty much. Lou Williams, good. however, showing why I am not really buying the Dennis Schroeder Six Man of the Year stock. Oh. Well, I mean, we talked about this um, off the air. This is what the Clippers do. They get their they get the jump ball at the beginning of the game, and then whoever scores first, Doc Rivers immediately calls timeout. All right, Lou, go out there. You got this, Lou. Look, the he, dude is a starter. I mean, you can kind of say the same thing with Dennis Schroeder because of the three-man lineup, but the Thunder don't really play it that much, as much as you would think. Like it's, It only gets about not even 20 minutes a game. Like They use it sparingly, and they, of course, finish with that. But um, Dennis Schroeder, if he, obviously, if he keeps this up, and the 18- and 19-point performances become like, oh, that was kind of a average bad game for Dennis Schroeder. If that becomes like a thing in April... He'll at least be top three. I don't know if he'll win the thing, but just him being in the conversation um, really speaks to how well he's played this year because, I mean, Madison, he's been a streaky player his entire career. He was streaky last year. He'd have 10 great games, 10 eh, games, and then he'd be okay for another stretch. Um, Certainly goes to show the improvement he's made and the improvement that the Thunder have made as a team, mm-hmm. him being a large part of that. Oh my gosh, for sure, because I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. He looks like a completely different player. This entire season he has, even when he dipped off a little bit, he's still playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, he's playing with just a lot of knowledge of the game now. I think he's really bought into this Thunder organization with all the guys that he's playing with now. I feel like he has a bigger leader this or a bigger role as a leader this season not to name names, but I mean, he's the guy now. Like, he is the point guard who's been on this team for more than a season. So he's really someone that I do think these guys do look up to. Dennis Schroeder, he is a valuable player. He is a talented player. He plays with energetic vibes all night long. I am just so, I'm so bought in on Dennis Schroeder right now in this season. I think that he has just become someone that I think a lot of attention is rightfully going to because he's leading the way for these guys. He's making big plays coming off the bench. And I mean, every good team has a bench player like this and Dennis Schroeder is exactly that for the Thunder. How do we feel about the Oklahoma City Thunder burning the iPads and setting fire to all the analytics? Well, I'm a pyro, Ryan, so I would greatly enjoy that. Madison's super excited about it. Yeah, I think Chris Paul has kind of had like the shackles brought off of him. He's no longer in the shoot a three-pointer, shoot a layup offense in Houston. Of course, yeah. And now, I think that Dennis Schroeder having that example on the court and saying, oh, it's okay to get to my spot and just put a floater in there or anything like that. It's really helped him. I felt like last year he took too many rushed threes just as a result of just being like, oh, I have a little bit of space. I have to chuck this up, not getting his feet set, things like that. Now, even when he shoots a three, he gets his feet set. He uh, 
does a great job of, you know, he, you can see when he gets the ball, he takes a moment to decide, hey, do I need to get to the hoop here, put this floater in, or, or what? So I think that's led to his kind of transformation to being one of the more efficient uh, guards in the league. Obviously, obviously, everything you said was great, Ryan, because Madison's over there taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously so sorry. Crackle, crackle, crackle. That, really, that picked up way louder than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I, I just, I just to... looked over, and she just I goes, crumpled, <laughs> I crumpled a piece of paper, and these microphones, oh my gosh, they yeah, are so powerful. She to everything. On fire. I'm, liter- I'm so sorry. I was throwing away a piece of paper. <laughs> these microphones can pick up the future. They seriously can. How are the Thunder going to perform after the All-Star break? We'll just ask the microphones. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, Christine... Outside of Dennis Schroeder doing his thing, Chris Paul doing his thing, and you know this is this offense how Chris Paul is running it. Like Ryan was saying, this is much more in his wheelhouse where he's able to work in the mid range and he can. I've never seen a player, no matter what, if he's open at the free throw line, he's going to bury the shot. I just can't believe like someone can just consistently knock those down. But I mean, outside of that, do you want to see more out of SGA at all? I mean, tonight. He was good. He was aggressive early, got to the rim, uh, finishing double-digit scoring, didn't have a terrible game. But again, as we get closer down the stretch of the regular season, now that we're at the All-Star break, as we get further along in the regular season and then, of course, into the postseason, guys are going to want to stop Chris Paul. They're going to want to scheme to get Dennis Schreer out of the game. And then it's going to fall in SGA to score more, of course, and have more opportunities to score. I mean, I mean, what did you think about tonight and basically over the last four games that you've seen Um, just overall. I do think he has a lot of room for improvement. I think he's done very well this season, although he does make some some choices that aren't the smartest for his style of play or... um, and situation wise that quick shots you know yeah like you know when he drives to the lane and forgets where he is or he can't seem to hold on to the ball you think you know like he needs to grow up a little bit and I think it's really great that he has Chris Paul as kind of being the mentor of this team who's taken head of leadership and is really showing these guys how to be confident how to be aware of spatially where you're at there was a play tonight where uh Dennis Schroeder saw the contact coming at the three-point line and he went into it and he was able to get uh you know three shots at the three at the free throw line, at the yeah. free throw line yeah and that spatial awareness is something i think shay still needs to learn and i think he's going to continue to learn so i do think there's a lot of room for improvement when it comes to him yeah and like the best guy to learn all that stuff from chris paul right which is why I mean, I don't know if there are any Thunder fans out there anymore that are still in the camp of why didn't they trade anybody? Why are they making the playoffs? This is bad. This is terrible. Don't be a good basketball team. No, they're going to benefit from this team. They're going to benefit from the winning. They're going Mm -hmm. to benefit for, for the losses even being louder because a tanking team does not find itself in a situation where its best young player is playing the boss, playing against the Boston Celtics and then has a very unfortunate clutch turnover mm-hmm. like the phoenix suns aren't worried about a clutch turnover in some random loss because guess what they lost 10 games in a row and then they lost the next three games in a row it doesn't matter but these games being important highlights all the flaws highlights all of the strengths it makes improving on your flaws that much not easier but it becomes so visible that you have no other choice but to work on them and this is the perfect environment for the thunder to springboard into their next decade of whatever they want to be. Like, of course, they want to be a title contender like they were for the previous decade. In order to get there, you got to make sure that your best players are finely tuned, not just one-sided basketball players that can just score, just rebound, or just defend. You want SGA to be good at everything. And him having 
stretch uh, stretches of games where he's scoring a lot or rebounding a lot or even games where he's struggling. These these all lead to good things, Madison. It absolutely does, Birdie. Um, I don't even have anything to piggyback off of that because I think you made a very good point on that. Oh, goodness gracious. I mean, not trying to like well, toot your horn well, or anything. Well done, either. Brady. Well done, Brady. I'm going to cry. Good job, I'm Brady. Cry again. I'm We're happy cry for Brady. you. By the way, shout out to uh, another Thunder coverger here at the franchise, <laughs> Mr. Derek Parker, getting... Getting in the nitty gritty of the scrum. I'm so proud. Getting of him. some Danilo Gallinari audio. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know what I'm talking about, I retweeted it on my <laughs> Twitter account. Please go take a look. But it, it's genuinely funny. It made me. Laugh I out actually loud. giggled. Good job, Derek. We love Derek. Best angle he's got on Gallo all year, by the oh! way. Oh! Oh! oh, my guy. He's my post game guy. Shots Yikes. fired. Look, Gallinari is a very tall man. He is. I would say uh, the Italian stallion. I'd taller. say outside of the uh, the A team here of Brady and Madison, we are not a particularly tall group, so it just makes post game scrums a little bit more difficult. You gotta mm. do what you gotta I do. Would I got heels. Listen, I got a good vertical. If it, if something <laughs> needs to happen, I can make it happen. It's fine. Fair. She's a little Pat Connaughton. Yep. It's time. Coach's kid. It's, I'm ready. It's time. <laughs> let's, let's go. All right. In the words cat. of Matthew Burton. Three, two, one. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Nailed it. I Yikes. really did not like that. Yeah, it's very unpleasant. <laughs> the best Ugh. i love it so much i tried to like fade it up a little bit that didn't work yeah well there's uh. not there's no escaping that terrible sound bite but my stat cat's going to be the shooting splits 50 48 and 82 there you go 50 percent from the floor they shot 50 percent from all their two-point shots that's incredible they shot nearly 50 percent from the three-point line in a game where i thought they were going to start getting cold they just never did and when you're playing the pelicans a team that can get up down the floor athletically and beat you in a lot of possessions that you have to stay hot and thunder able to do that absolutely my stat cat is going to be the amount of turnovers because guess what folks the pelicans turned the ball over 17 times versus seven the thunder actually took care of the ball tonight and that mattered and uh, it really showed also because I, I thought that it's kind of what came, that's what it came down to towards the end of the game is that New Orleans, they were very slippery with the ball. They weren't able to handle it the way that they needed to. And they had some pretty bad turnovers there, just letting guys like Gallo and Chris Paul get the get the ball back and really take it down and uh, bring it bring it down to the house. So, uh, yeah, got to take care of the ball. In the words of Billy Donovan, you got to particularly uh, take care of the ball. Yep. Uh, <laughs> really, yeah, they, really, you just got to contest a lot of the really, shots really and gotta uh, got to get a lot of deep paint twos. It's, it's very good. Very, very good when you take care of the it's ball. Really, really, very, very mm-hmm. good. And that was the testimony for tonight. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yep. Christine went first last time. Ryan. Take it back. The floor is yours. So against the Spurs, Brady highlighted this. The Thunder could not make a shot at the rim, it felt like, in that first half. Tonight, my stat cat is 16 of 21. That is what the Thunder shot at the rim in the first half against the Pelicans. Very, very, very important to not fall down early and have to expend all of your energy in that third quarter clawing back. The Thunder did a lot better job of taking the easier shots that were given to them at the rim and converting those and in turn did not dig themselves a huge hole in New Orleans. Christine? Which is below sea level. Yes. <laughs> uh, mine is the amount of assists we had tonight or the Thunder had tonight. They had 28, 12 came from Chris Paul, and I think when you're playing against a team, especially when you have the great Zion Williamson against you, you have to have a lot of players 
contributing in double digits to offset what he's going to do to the offense. So really having a lot of assists, bringing in a lot of a, a lot of guys into play, getting a lot more opportunities, spreading the ball more, getting more guys into the double digits. Really big for the Thunder, and that's what I think ended up putting them over the top. So 28 assists and 12 from Chris Paul. Goodness, goodness, goodness. So many good things happened tonight. Gang, so good many job. Um, and Madison, because yes. you know, I know we just picked up Ryan and Christine at the trade deadline, but uh, good job <laughs> thus oh, far the first half of the season. Thank you so um, much. Always love covering this team with you. You're very dependable. You're more than dependable. You're awesome. Couldn't have done this without you, of course. Well, and, that just tugged on the heart Well, of course. Oh, my God. But, no, I'm crying. But guess what? Enjoy the break, because get ready to work. I'm ready to work. I thought we were going to have a summer off, too, back in July. Guess what? This team's going to the playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. Oh, no. Content. They're playoff bound. Coming out the, just out the wazoo. I'm ready for the candy bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, what is this? Yes. There's a candy bar for playoffs. <sighs> yeah, so they the Thunder just shoves sweets and candy at you, like even up and in Cloud I City. And I eat all of Not them. Not just down in the media room, but everywhere. It's, no way. It's a whole table full of them. Diabetes. Yeah, you think you're lucky with the thing of what little sour worms, gummy worms? Yeah, times that by five hundred. Gotta oh get my, my cardio God. in by June. Yikes. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You got gang, time, gang. Good job, Christine. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christine. Oh, thank you, guys. Ryan, thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. Of course, it's a joy. You can follow them at at Radios Ryan on yes. Twitter and then at CB on Sports. Boom. Madison Morris, M A D Y S S O N Morris. Don't spell it wrong. On Twitter and. Brady does sports on Twitter. And then if you know what, if you're just tuning in right now and you're like, man, I should have listened to that a little bit earlier, it's going to be on the OKC82 podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. It will be up there in the next 20 to 30 minutes or so. So stay tuned. We got you covered. But everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Thunder First Take post game show. We greatly appreciate it. Everybody be safe out there tonight. Enjoy yourselves. The Thunder won. All-star break. It's time. The Thunder beat the Pelicans 123-118. You've been listening to 107.7 The Franchise. 1079 The Franchise in Tulsa.